Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Shemananers. What? It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my love. Hello, dear. That's I, not... guess I wanted to shake out the energy. But that's not what we call our show. Shemananers. <laughs> I believe that's it. Shemananas. Shemananas. <laughs> I don't think that's it. It's Shemananas in pajamas. It is the last official day. I mean, we usually will accept it into Saturday or Sunday. But it's the last official <laughs> day of Max Fun Drive. By this point, I assume we're in, uh, what, sex double digits? Of course. Um, but uh, as of recording this, we're at just about 11,000. So we have some ways to go. So I'm assuming, while you're listening to this, we still need your support by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. There you can find a support level that is right for you, starting as low as $5 a month. You can support the podcasts and podcasters you love. Maybe that includes Schmanners. Man, I hope so. I hope you're listening to this because you like it, mm-hmm. not because someone's either making you or you forgot how to turn it off. I don't know. And hey, when you support us for just $5 a month, that Boco content oh, yeah. is available all year, not just now. That's true. So you can enjoy it for days to come because it's 350 hours. But uh, we are not going to spend the entire episode talking about Max Fun Drive, though we'll check back on that. What are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about a day in the life of a Victorian maid. Now, this isn't like a maiden. <sighs> no, no. No, staff, service staff. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it's not strictly Victorian. But when I think about a, a maid, I think about the... The Jennifer Lopez movie Made in Manhattan? No. No. I think about the uh, original Mary Poppins oh. of Disney. So you remember? It in, was a movie, though. I wasn't that far. Of I course, mean, of course, yes. Two wildly different movies. I don't think anyone would be like, you know, I like movies that are exactly like Made in Manhattan or Mary Poppins. <laughs> no, but if you'll recall, they uh, they have two staff members at that house. They have a cook and a maid. Now, um, that's Edwardian time period. Obviously, yeah, we uh, all knew that. Well, because in the song King Edward's on the throne, it's yeah, the age. yeah, definitely and, remember that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, there are two staff members plus obviously a nanny that that uh, work in that home. But it was actually less common at that point in time to have two staff members. Mm. You usually, only had the one. Yeah, before we were recording it, you referred to it as All Maid? Yes, All Maid. Which makes me think of the All Father, Odin. <laughs> um, the middle class of the Victorian time period yeah. uh, was brand new. They yeah. called them new money. This is thanks to the uh, Industrial Revolution, right? Industrial Correct. Revolution gave rise to the middle class. Right. Okay. Because um, it, it allowed for things like, you know, managers, right? So not just workers and owners. Right, yes. But people who manage. Those and, people yeah. in between. Um, and it used to be that if you um, if you were wealthy, you yeah. usually had some sort of estate, right? A large home. Uh, think Downton Abbey. Sure, right? I always do, yeah. Uh, with a, I'm thinking about with, it constantly. <laughs> with a scullery maid, cook, yeah. a lady's maid, butlers, valets, all those peoples, yeah. right? Um, but if you were middle class, if you were new money in this time period, um, you probably could only afford one staff member. Sure. And that was your all maid. Okay. Because they did everything? They did, they did everything. All of it. They did all of it. Um 
they probably did not do child rearing. There, there was. Well, that would take up a lot of your time, right? Of course, right. Like I, they wouldn't be able to. Look, I think you could. I mean, we'll talk more about it, but I could see someone be like, "I do all of the housekeeping, be it cooking, cleaning, or whatever." But then if it's like, and also I keep the children not only out of trouble but alive, right? Or alive but out of whatever. That seems like that's you're doing one or the other. Exactly. Um, and so a lot of these households had a governess or um, it was very fashionable to send your children away to school at this time period. But anyway, you mean like boarding school? Yeah. OK. Yeah. Not just like get out of the house. We'll see you at the end of the day. <laughs> yes. Boarding school. Um, but this all maid was not only responsible for all of the household duties, um, they were also responsible for cooking. They were responsible for shopping, planning the meals. Um, oh, a real Amelia Bedelia situation. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Can I just say, tried... it's wild that she kept her job, <laughs> right? I've tried so hard to get BB into those, but she just has too many questions. Yes. I can't even get through. So do I. <laughs> listen, Amelia Bedelia, can I tell you? Listen, everybody constantly asks me, Travis, please tell me your feelings about Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> And I'm finally going to do it. Max Fun Drive Special. Here's my feeling. <laughs> Almost always, it's like at the end of it, there's some redeeming thing that happens, right? The one that I'm thinking of now is the one where, uh, like, a mother, like it's an aunt or somebody that's coming to visit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, she never comes to visit. We have to make a good impression. And Amelia Bedelia does everything wrong. She even, like, cuts the polka dots out she, of somebody's dress yes, or something. <laughs> because she's doing, like, get the spot out. She's like, there's a lot of spots. She cuts all the polka dots out. Oh, my goodness. But she, like, makes a pie that's good. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, you've totally redeemed yourself, Amelia Bedelia. And it's like, hey. I'm glad that that aunt or whatever likes that pie. But everything else is, there's jelly everywhere. She cut the holes out of your dress. She did, like, I, I think she set something on fire. And it's just like, but this is a good pie, though. And it's like, hey, there are lots of people who know how to make pies, guys. Come on. Now, I don't I don't know how Amelia Bedelia had all that time to fiddly fart around because if we're going to go through this schedule, this is like a 20-hour schedule. Well, I'll tell you how she had time to do it. She's not good at her job. <laughs> Categorically, at least it's whimsical things she's getting wrong, but she's doing everything wrong. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry I'm so mad about Amelia Bedelia. Um. So I do want to clarify that at this time period uh, for the class, the middle class, the new money middle class that we're talking about, these service members were primarily female. Okay, Okay. Um, it was considered a um, almost a I guess I want to say like a charity kind of thing to pluck a young female out of obscurity. so Out of poverty. Out of poverty uh-huh. uh, so that she could make an honest living. And I mean, the upward advancement is not really there, but at least yes. you weren't at the workhouse. So there's plenty of classism is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Definitely. I, I don't know what I expected from Victorian <laughs> service work, that it would be like, no, everyone has opportunities. No, of course. No. no of course. Really not. Um, but and that's so, also, I mean, you mentioned, uh, like, uh, Downton Abbey. Right. And there's also the thing there of, like, when you're the gentleman's gentleman or whatever, the valet and all those things, that there is a certain air of, like, uh, but you see, I'm upper crust of the lower class. Right. Yes. Whereas what you're talking about here is just like work, a working person. Yes, a gotcha. working person. Um, so then, uh, you know, there are people out there that that own their own home. 
they have a lot of things to do, right? But I don't know if you can really imagine just the amount of work because uh, we have mon, mon cons. What? Mod cons. What? Modern conveniences. Oh, okay. I had no idea what you meant. I because like we work at conventions sometimes. No, so you no, said no, mod no. cons, and I was no, like, no, modern conveniences. Things like toilet, like indoor. I know plumbing. what a modern convenience is. I've never heard it referred to as mod con. Okay, is that well, a thing? It is a thing. Okay, I promise. Uh, even the vacuum cleaner in sure. in the fifties was considered, you know, like. The the housewife's savior or yeah, whatever, dishwasher. right? Dishwasher, microwave, um, those can crushers for recycling. <laughs> um, even uh, central heating, sure, right? Um, because that helps like that. because uh, when you were using either stoves or like gas or you know the burning thing, it would create a lot of soot, mm-hmm. right? And you would have to clean that a lot more and make for a very dirty house. Exactly, exactly, and um. Practically the only thing that an all-maid would not be responsible for. Windows. No. Oh. Uh, they were definitely responsible for windows. Uh, they were not usually responsible for the chimneys, okay? Because oh, yeah. you had you a, chimney get a chimney sweep. for that. Um, get a bird in there. And then uh, also for things like if they had a plumbed faucet, uh, they would expect a, a plumber or a journeyman sure. to come and repair those things. And if anything in the home like completely fell apart, you would have a carpenter or, or someone take care right. of that okay. for you. Now, did they still do, and I think may, well, this is, I was going to say this is the start of the day, but a 20-hour day. There's no way this is the start oh. of the day. But did they, like, help with the dressing of the person and stuff as well? They could, possibly. Because um, ladies' fashion at this time is, like, still, like, was this still corset and boning in Victorian? Oh, yeah. Era? Yeah? Yeah. So a lot of lacing and a lot of that stuff as well. Okay. Yes. So let's start at the beginning. So they, a very they, good place to start. They may not have helped with that. Um, there were times, there were, at this time in history, there was a way for a woman to accomplish dressing herself. Okay. Certainly. You get above it and you kind of drop <laughs> into it? No, just Whoop. the way that you lace from the middle and oh, all okay. things like that. Anyway. Anyway. Also, before I go through the sure. the hourly um, chores, it's a an interesting phenomenon. Aliens. That. No. No. I mean, yes, but not here. Not here. <laughs> that if a all-maid... Uh, was closer in status to the lady of the house, they might be treated even worse. That they doesn't might surprise be me at all. Very poorly. Doesn't surprise me at all because you want to create more of a distance there. Right. Right. Oh, you see it now. There's a TikTok thing now that people do a lot of fun of, but it's like how how the rich treat it versus the very rich. Mm-hmm. And when you're very rich, it's easier to be like, hey, man, I'm a lot more casual. I got nothing to prove. Right. And, and the, uh, the nouveau riche will uh, go out of their way to be kind of, according to this, I don't know. It's not something, I, there's now like how the rich talk to podcasters versus how very <laughs> rich talk to podcasters. No, but it is, it is the classism kind of microcosm, right? So these new, the, the nouveau riche, the new money people really wanted to be accepted into larger wealthy society. Yeah. Um, and so the best way to do that is put down people closest to you. Yeah. Right? Okay. And also I mentioned that there was a kind of um, like a, a moral triumph to plucking a girl out of poverty. Sure. Right? And, and also, man, this is that bootstrap thing of like if you rise to being middle class – it must mean that you're a better person mm-hmm. than the poor. And that's why you got to do it and they didn't and yeah. whatever. 
Okay, so for these purposes... Um, Which is a gross thing, in case that wasn't clear. That's a case. gross way of looking at it. You are an all-maid to Mrs. Parkington, who lives in Mount Bedford, New York, with her granddaughter, Samantha. What? Why? Who's that? Why am I smiling at you? Yeah, why are you smiling at me? Because... We're going to model Mrs. Parkinson uh, after Grand Mary, the fictional Samantha American Girl Dolls series. Okay, I don't know what You don't know is. anything about American Girl Dolls, but our listeners will know. I mean, BB has one, I think, mm. that looks like her. Is that American Girl? It's different, I mean, isn't it? Yes, the, that is an American Girl doll. But the ones that they're available nowadays to made to look like you are not the first generation. The first generation all are based, they have their own, like, time within uh, usually North American history. Okay. Um, and Samantha was the Victorian American girl. Sure. And she had a lot of really great books. Okay, great. Awesome. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. If it makes you happy, baby, I support it. <laughs> Thanks. So you would rise at 5 a.m. Okay. Not actually, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Bad. Don't get me wrong. But I have to wake up at 6.30 a lot now, so not that much worse. <laughs> um, so at 5 a.m., that was when you would get up. Yeah. You would be expected to be washed and dressed. Sure. And um, have things started, like done, by 6 a.m. So by 6 a.m., you would make sure that the kitchen was opened up and the fires were clean and lit for the for the kitchen. Okay. Um, you would that means going to refill all the coal buckets, sure, and preparing spits and dripping pans in the fire for for cooking, um, and then you would have to clean the kitchen and the larder, the tables and the cutting boards. Um, and if it happened to be scrubbing day, you would come back to the kitchen later to do the kitchen floor, and we'll we'll talk about that later. I know that this is all hypothetical and I'm not really the all maid for Lady Parkington or whatever, Mrs. Parkington, but you said all that to me right now and I just thought, I don't want to do that. Uh-huh. I'm not, hey, I'm not, I quit actually. <laughs> 6.30 rolls around and you have opened up all the shutters in the main rooms. You're taking all the coal you've gathered and making sure that all the buckets in the house's sitting rooms are full in case anyone wants to have a fire. But I just it's, got cleaned and now I'm dealing with coal? I know. And then now you also have to trim and clean and fill the household oil lamps. Oh, boy. By 7 a.m., you are doing the rest of the fireplaces and the curtains in the drawing room. Uh, okay. You have to, which includes raking out the ashes from the fireplace. I'm filthy by this point. I know. Lighting a new fire, washing the hearthstone, because you've got ashes all over it from cleaning it out. Sure. Right? And then you'll have to take any floor coverings that might be in front of the, the fireplace area out to shake off because you've gotten them all dirty by emptying the fireplace. And now it's nap time? Nope. Oh, And today is a special day because Uh, later you'll have to hand brush all the carpets because... Excuse me? No vacuum cleaner. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. So, at this point, you can change out of your heavy work apron that is keeping you kind of clean and wash up and start to prepare breakfast. Breakfast should be on the table by 8 a.m. And that means that not only... Are you uh, preparing the breakfast? You are also preparing everyone else to have breakfast. So you have to boil water to put in their wash stands um, for them to to wash up before breakfast. Um, you have to eat your own breakfast, which is probably just like 
a bowl of porridge or whatever, right? Yeah. And then you have to make... Maybe some Rice Krispies. Whatever. Rice Krispies? Maybe some Cocoa Pebbles. You know, cereal really wasn't invented at this point. I know. Yes, I do know that. Oh, okay. Because we haven't had the Battle Battle Creek Sanatorium. Is that it? Correct. The Kellogg's people? Um, and today you are making sausage with preserves, ham, eggs, and bread rolls. Oh, boy. A heavy breakfast, I'm going to say. There's no way Mrs. Parkinson and Sam are going to eat all that. It's true, but she doesn't. Miss Parkington doesn't have a chef, so you're the one in charge of daily menu planning. And while you are making breakfast, you're also checking your larder to make sure you have everything needed for dinner. Oh, boy. And luckily today you don't have to go to market. To oh, thank you. But you know what everyone should do? Go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. There, you can choose a support level that's right for you, starting at just $5 a month. You can go there. You're going to pick the shows that you listen to, like Schmanners. I don't know, anything else. And when you give, then 70% of your support goes directly to the shows that you listen to. The rest goes to Max Fun so that they can support the shows you listen to, right? So you're doing a lot Fresh Manners and whatever else you listen to on the network. There's a lot of other great shows there if you haven't checked them out already. Not only that, you're also going to get reward levels. So at $5 a month, you get access to, like we said, over 350 hours of bonus content, both audio and video from every show on the network, from every Max Fun Drive we've ever done. It's a huge value. What are you waiting for? <laughs> then for $10 a month, you're going to get access to all of that bonus content, plus a letter-pressed MaxFun membership card, as well as a show-specific patch of your choice. There are 35 patches, one from each show. Ours is very cute. It's so cute. You guys, you're going to love it. They're all great, though. And uh, you didn't hear it from me, but uh, at the end of the drive, you'll also be able to get other ones. But we'll start with the Schmanners one. It's great. At $20 a month, you're going to get the bonus content, the membership card, and the patch, plus your choice of either the MaxFun Creativity Pack, which has a whole bunch of stuff to jumpstart your creativity, or a, an embroidered rocket ship logo hat that is very stylish and cool. Uh, there's other levels that we'll talk about uh, later on in the episode, but those are kind of the starter episodes. Now, if you're already a member, speaking of starter, you can upgrade your membership. Uh, maybe you've been a $5 member for a while, and you're like, you know what? I listen to even more shows, or the shows that I listen to have meant even more to me, or I got a raise this year or whatever, and I'm able to give a little bit more. Why not move up to the next level that is comfortable for you, or... The other option is that you can gift memberships either to people you know or to strangers. MaxFun has a list of people who would love to be MaxFun supporters but can't afford it. You can gift memberships uh, at MaximumFun.org slash join as well. You can also boost your membership. Uh, say you're like, I want to give a little bit more, but I'm not able to move up to the next support level. Well, you can boost it, give a little bit extra without moving up to the next level. It won't qualify you for the gifts, but it will help support the shows you love. One more time, MaximumFun.org forward slash join. So breakfast has been made. We don't need to go to the store. Now what? Well, by 9.30, it's uh, your... Party uh, time. <laughs> by 9.30, the family and their guests, if they have any, um, are at breakfast. Sure. And so you... Me. Go to each of the bedrooms to tidy up. And tidying up means that you open the windows, throw the bedclothes over the end of each bed to air out, and then empty any <clears throat> slops. Sure. Oh, you mean they're leaving. They're leaving. So any hot water bottles, washstands, and mm, chamber, chamber pots. pots. Yeah. Dump um, those right on the street, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Sometimes. I mean, you probably or emptied it pit. into a bucket first and then took it to the outhouse. I mean, sometimes you go right out the window. Maybe that was an earlier time. Maybe yeah. we weren't doing that still in Victoria. Not really. Know. Not really at okay. this point. Earlier times. Eliz- Elizabethan, I think. They were just dumping it right out the yes, window. Yes, okay. for sure. And then uh, you are to replace the towels, tidy the rooms, clean the fires, and fluff the pillows, and redo the bed linens. Saturday is probably a bed linen changing day, so sure. not today. And Sunday is for exercising all the ghosts. <laughs> Gotta get the ghosts out of there. So after you have cleaned up from the breakfast, sure. Uh, let's say it's about eleven thirty. So okay, you've done it's about eleven thirty. You've done, you've done all of the bedroom tidying and the kitchen cleaning. So now this is where you would do more general maid stuff. You have to sweep the floors and rugs, dust the furniture, um, and twice a week, like today, you have to hand brush the carpet where you oh, use no. the brush to kind of like you know it's like vigorous sweeping. I don't want to do that. And you'll have to turn over the edges of the carpet and brush the hard floor underneath as well. Oh, boy. Um, And um, it's, you know, not only is this important to get rid of dust and dirt and ashes from the fire, but also um, Miss Parkington mentioned that she lost an earring a few days ago. So If I find it, I'm selling it. I'm getting out of this life. Are you really? No. So after you hand sweep in the room, what you have to do is you have to shut the doors for like 15 minutes to allow the dust to settle. And then you return to the room to clean up anything that's already settled, like on the furniture and such. Okay. Okay. By one o'clock, you are still cleaning everything, but you've forgotten to have lunch. So you rush to the kitchen to eat your own lunch, probably from scraps from breakfast, Sure, if you're lucky. And then you have to check on the roast and the vegetables that you had been preparing since this morning when you put the spits on and stuff. Got it. Yeah, yeah. For the lunch meal. Can I tell you, we're we're about, I don't know, maybe not even halfway through the day. Well, it's been seven hours at this point. But the thing that's occurring to me is this must have been all very carefully um, planned, mm-hmm. right? So that there was no waiting downtime, right? Because the especially that like six to kind of seven thirty area, six to eight, sounds like it's like you are doing at least like four to five things at once, right? And it's like, while well, this is starting, you're doing this thing, and you're moving from here, and you know you're bouncing from this thing to this thing. It can't just be like, what do I need to do next? Because literally everything took so long yeah. to do. Lighting fires, cooking things, making food to even be cooked, cleaning things. You have to go and come back and you have to do it all by hand. And it just took so, so long that you had to be organized. Yeah. You had to know everything that you needed to do or you would never sleep because you would just be cleaning 24 hours a day. Um, and for lunch today, you are having some boiled meat and a small beer, which is fine for this time period because it's probably like 3 2. Yeah, if that, yeah. Um, that means weak beer, in case anyone beer. didn't know. Small and beer. Not like the size, like a child-sized beer or something. <laughs> and then you have one of the apple tarts that you made for Miss Parkington because she didn't thank you for finding her earring. Okay. See, I should have sold it. <laughs> okay. Uh, by one twenty, you have already cooked up all the food. And you check the fires again and do general tidying up. Um, And then you can, while they eat, you will sort through linens that need mending and 
this is the time that we scrub the kitchen floor. Now, very interestingly, there were two ways, uh, common ways, to scrub a kitchen floor. Counterclockwise and clockwise. <laughs> no. Sand. Oh, okay. Or lye. Um, lye is very corrosive, it isn't it? It is very corrosive. And it is hard. Like, think about you're scrubbing the kitchen floor on your hands and knees, sure. probably. Yeah. So your face is all up in that lye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, most books of the time, cleaning books, recommend sand. Um, sure, it's not as, like... I'm going to say effective. It might take a little more elbow grease, but it is better for your health. Absolutely. And basically, you're just using that on your brush as an abrasive, right? Because this is the kitchen floor, probably has like cooking grease yeah. and dirt and all that kind of sticky stuff from the stuff. fire, sticky stuff. So you're using the sand to kind of like just scrub it off the floor and then you'll sweep it out the door. Sure. You could also just put the scrubbing brushes on your feet, skate around in there. <laughs> That's what Amelia Bedelia would do. This probably takes hours. So probably from about 1.30 to 4, that's what you were doing. Just the one. Just oh the one boy. thing. And so you will um, have in the middle of this, when lunch is finished, you will have cleaned those dishes, cleared those dishes and cleaned them as well. Um, and then at 4 o'clock, you got to start making afternoon tea. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, and so this would be... We're just going to do afternoon tea, which is like tea and cakes and things. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then while they're enjoying their tea, this is when you would have to draw the curtains in the in the sitting room, close the shutters and light the lamps again. Um, by five o'clock, you're returning to prepare dinner in the kitchen after you wash the dishes from tea time, of okay. course. Uh, this is a multi-course meal. So oh, as well as serving the dishes, like the food, um, you'll have time in between while people are eating to do more chores. Oh, boy. Um, you have prepared uh, maybe some mutton, some vegetables with assorted sides, as well as putting in pastries. Um, and you were instructed earlier to set an extra table for Mrs. Parkington's son coming to visit for dinner. That rat scallion? I don't trust him. Indeed. That's, wh that's where the earring went. He probably sold it <laughs> to gamble some more. Oh, he loves the gambling. I've warned Mrs. Parkington about him, but she won't listen because I'm but the all maid. But he, we know we see things. He we talk okay. us all maids. You don't because talk, we share a hive mind. You don't talk. We to are anyone all made because you're the only person there. We are all made. And Mrs. Parkington uh, discourages anyone from speaking to the help. By the way, the help speaks to each other. Okay? There is no one else. It's just I you. have to have time to go to church on Sundays. Mm. I go to early church, servants' okay. church, I believe it's called. I don't know. <laughs> it's at three a.m. So at seven p.m. is when he would arrive, and you would show him into the parlor. But I'm keeping my eye on him so he doesn't have sticky fingers around the silverware. And then at 8 p.m., dinner would be served. So this is, you know, you would be finishing up everything and setting the table for everyone to sit down at 8. I'm going to take his coat, too, and hang it up so I can check the pockets for the napkin rings that he definitely stole. <laughs> 
And then while everyone is eating dinner, this is I when poison the wine. You go up to the bedrooms to oh. get the bedrooms ready for bed. So okay. you would turn down the sheets, check the fires, check the washstands. You know, you'll have to empty any more slop that there is. Um, and let's hope that you um, are part of the people who believe in the germ theory of disease because you're serving dinner at the same time you're emptying uh, chamber pots. Oh, I, de- I definitely believe in that. In fact, what's the heck? It turns out I'm a science genius working here. <laughs> I've invented the vacuum cleaner. The discovery will have been in the paper. So if you could read, you would know. I definitely, I just told you I'm a science genius. Oh, okay. But see, no one sees it coming because I come from such humble beginnings, mm-hmm. right? And my name, Gertrude Science. They named it after me. That's how good I was at it. Great. Now, I've read a lot of books that take place in the Victorian era. So how much time in the day do I need to set aside for being interviewed by quirky detectives (laughs) who want to know if I saw something or if I was friends with the victim or anything like that? Well, Mrs. Parkington doesn't have a lot of visitors, mostly just her son. So unless he really is that uh, the rapscallion you believe him to be. definitely is. Listen, no one else sees it, but I do. I don't trust him. You're probably more annoyed at being interviewed uh, because you have lots of chores to do. That's fair. So then at nine o'clock, dinner is pretty much over. And so you would bring Mr. Parkington his coat. And say, get out of here. And we don't want to don't darken this door. That's what I'm thinking. I wouldn't say that, of course, because I don't, I don't want to be reprimanded. But and serve any after dinner teas or brandies or anything in the in the um, the parlor. Samantha is pretty young, so no brandy for her, but maybe hot cocoa. Um, oh, definitely. She's an angel. Don't get it wrong. Her her father. Oh, he's uh, the devil, but the child. Ah, uh, she's an angel. But Mrs. Parkington, she's a fan of the brandy. Oh yes, of course. But I know that, and okay. that's. But I always check it to make sure her son didn't poison her. I, I smell it for <laughs> arsenic and cyanide, because I'm a science genius, right? And Ten- I know he's after her money. <laughs> okay. I don't okay. trust him. Okay, the day is nearly at an end. Ten p.m. Mrs. Parkington and Samantha go to bed after you uh, have delivered them fresh water bottles. And now you can tend to the dishes from dinner, put out any remaining fires, and lock up the kitchen. That probably takes you another two hours. So after a long day, you will retire to your modest chamber where you fall flat on your face into bed. No time for experiments? Five hours of sleep before you get up and do it all again. Oh, boy. Speaking of doing it all again, let's have a Max Fun Drive. Okay. So... Uh, This is the last you'll hear about it from us during this Max Fun Drive. And uh, let me say this. We only do this once a year. It's only two weeks. That's two episodes from us. And it's very important. We would not be doing the show if it wasn't for Max Fun and and people supporting us. Uh, We wouldn't be able to bring on people like Alex to help with the research. We wouldn't be able to bring in Rachel Jacobs to help with the editing or do the editing. We wouldn't be able, literally would not be able to make this show. If it wasn't for your support. But beyond that, and I talk about this every year, but we wouldn't be able to be doing this at all. Um, When I I started doing podcasting at the exact same time, I started working uh, my other longest running job (laughs) at the Shakespeare Company. And uh, there reached a point after about five years where they were conflicting way too much. And we had to make the decision whether like, do this full time or stop doing this and, you know, focus more on the time I needed to spend as the theater was growing. 
And because of the support that people gave through Max Fund Drives and stuff like that, the the choice was simple. Um, and we were able to do this full time, not worry about, uh, you know, if I would have to find other work once we had kids or anything like that, because your support allowed us to focus on making these shows, shows like My Brother, My Brother, Me and Adventure Zone and for Justin and Griffin and Sydney and Rachel, Sawbones and Wonderful. Uh, we've been able to make this our primary uh, career focus because of your support. Um, and I am very, very grateful for that. We are all very grateful for that. Yes. Uh, and it means a lot to us. Um, and so I, I just wanted to say that in, in all sincerity. And, and I, thank you so much for sticking with us so far. And you know what? Whether you're able to become a Max Fund supporter or not, maybe you're just someone who listens every week and tells their friends about it and shares the show wherever they can. We appreciate support in all its forms. So thank you so much. Uh, but if you are able to become a supporter, please think about going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Choose a support level that's right for you. I would also encourage you to do it while you're thinking about it. Um, there are many, many times where there's something I need to do and then I wait and it's gone. And it's you're out of distracted my brain. by something shiny. Yes. Man, I wish that wasn't true, but it is. <laughs> Sometimes it's just walking through a door frame and oh. it's like, what? What? Ooh, all this new input and it's gone. So go now. I find myself reflexively walking into the, the playroom. Yeah? Yeah. You know what I found? This is just a side note. If you needed to do something, you walk through a door, go back and into the room you were in and oh. it'll help you remember what you were going to do. Anywho. That would help me end up in the garage instead of the playroom yeah, where that'll I wanted to go. <laughs> go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join now. Uh, like I said, this is the last day, last official day. Um, and you can still become a MaxFun member anytime, but this is, uh, one, the time when you'll be part of the excitement of that growing number of new upgrading and boosting members. But it's also the time where you're going to get the rewards. I mean, I think the BOCO is available all year round. But yes. the other rewards, join now. Be part of the excitement. Why Why don't you? Um, anything you'd like to say, Teresa? Well, um, I know that we have a, a, a wide swath of supporters and they support us on Twitter by linking our show for mm -hmm. their followers and they support us on Facebook by um, asking their friends to join the fan run Facebook group and they support us by sending in um, topics and idioms to our Gmail um, and so we're just so grateful for that support all year round and we're Really happy to bring you these great, um, bring you the the Boco. We're great, happy to bring you um, all of the, the reward levels, um, but it's the support that means the most to us. That's right. Uh, and if you did, one last time, if you did, uh, were able to join or upgrade or boost, please let us know. Tweet at us, tweet at Cast so we can say thank you. Um, thank you to Alex. Thank you to Rachel. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Uh, if you want to check out all the other McElroy shows, and why aren't you at this point, go to McElroy.family. And you know what? While we're at it, I mean this sincerely when I say Max Fun is home to a lot of really wonderful shows, um, and we've added some new ones in the last couple of years. So if you haven't checked out the other shows there to see if something uh, is uh, up your Strikes alley. Strikes your fancy. There you go. That's two. Strikes your fancy and up your alley. 
want to see where those came from, idioms, uh, go check it out now, MaximumFun.org. Um, and Teresa mentioned our email and our Twitter and the Fan Run Facebook group. What else, Teresa? Uh, we always thank Brent Brentelfloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art, at Schmanner's Cast. We thank Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for the cover picture of our Fan Run Facebook group, Schmanner's Fanners. And, uh, you know, thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. That's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.